You're listening to Chats by Rotaract Australia, where we bring Rotaractors together to inspire, educate and collaborate. Hey guys, it's Laura, your host for the latest episode of Chats by Rotaract Australia. Thank you so much for listening. Tonight we have a super exciting guest, Katie Halliday from Adelaide. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks, Laura. Awesome. So we are talking all things Rotaract and Rotary tonight. Katie is a past president and charter member of the Adelaide City Rotaract Club and recently joined the Rotary Club of Adelaide Light. She has served as a team member, coordinator and trainer for the Rotary Youth Leadership Awards, aka RILA, and is now a participant of the inaugural RILA Oceania program. She is a project officer and training facilitator in the diversity and inclusion branch of the South Australian Police. That sounds like a whole bunch of fun. Where do you even begin with that? How did you get into Rotaract? Let's start there. Rotaract for me stemmed from RILA, as it does for many, many people. Um, I did RILA in 2011 and through RILA met a couple of people who to this day uh, still consider some of my best friends. And we together uh, with Bernie Barrett and Catherine McLeod, we started the Adelaide City Rotaract Club. So we um, identified that in Adelaide at that time, there were the only clubs that existed were attached to institutions like universities or schools. And we wanted to start a community-based Rotaract club. So we started working together on what that would look like. Given that there weren't a lot of Rotaract clubs around in Adelaide at the time, we pretty quickly found a Rotary club that was pretty keen to support us. And it's been nearly eight years. We're about to have our eighth birthday in December. So the club's doing very well. That's super exciting. And the Rotary Club that helped you guys in the beginning, you're now a part of. I am. I made the transition. I'm one of the five percenters. (laughs) (laughs) So you're the success story that uh, Rotary International is going to roll out. (laughs) And so are you currently a dual member? So you're still Rotary and Rotaract? I am. It was a bit, there was a bit of a limbo phase where I wasn't technically a Rotaractor. I don't really know because of the the age limit. But now, of course, as of this year, that's officially been removed. So I technically am a member of Rotaract again. um, And I will stick around for as long as, you know, I'm enjoying it and they are happy to have me. Um, uh, Although I have taken a step back a couple of years ago from the board because I, I really do believe that Rotaract is um, a great opportunity for uh, young people to develop their professional skills. And if I keep hogging all the board roles, then no one else will get an opportunity. So I was more than happy to step back from the board, even though it was tempting. It's very tempting to stick around. Indeed, indeed. So during your the first part of your Rotaract career, uh, what were some of the board roles that you held? I started out as a secretary, did that for a couple of years. I've been the professional development coordinator, vice president, president, and the last role I took on was really a fun one, the community service director. I think that was my favourite position of them all. So why was that your favourite? Because I just got to get involved with projects that I liked doing and tried to engage members in getting involved with projects and getting some hands-on opportunities for people. And so were there any projects that I guess stand out to you as fun or the highlight? Yeah, I think it was in that year we did our a project with Catherine House, which is a recovery service for women experiencing homelessness in Adelaide. 
we refurnished four of their units where we did a Ikea shopping day and tested out all of the furniture there to make sure we picked some sturdy stuff, raised some money at a Bunnings barbecue, coupled up with another Rotary Club who gave us some money as well. And then we had a big old working bee day where we built flat pack furniture <laughs> for, for the whole day and got these units looking schmick as so that these women living there after experiencing homelessness had a, had a nice environment to get themselves back on track. Yeah, for sure. That started the, the ongoing legacy that Adelaide City has with Catherine House. Is that right? Yeah, we've done a couple of projects with them before. Um, we've done another gardening project with them and run a couple of drives around Christmas time to collect gift donations for the women there. And the refurnishing project was one of the bigger ones that we had control over. Um, and now we're, we have just started a new project with them doing a backyard blitz style makeover of some of the other units there in the city as well. It must be really satisfying and rewarding to stay with a group or an organisation and do lots of different projects over a number of years. Yeah, definitely. They, the staff there are friendly. When we do um, get to meet some of the clients there, they're always very friendly and super grateful for, for us to be around. And I think it's a wonderful thing that they do and, and anything that we can do to support them is great. So, you know, apart from running our own projects to support them we love going to their quiz nights and whatever kind of event that they're running as well we'll go along and we have developed a really strong network with them that's the dream i suppose all community projects you know you've got aspirations of making them long term so you can see real change and it it sounds wonderful that the club and yourself can be a part of something like that yeah it's great how was the decision made for you to join rotary was it an age um, yeah, it was an age thing. Um, I had my 30th birthday and started thinking about moving into Rotary. But to be honest, I was actually thinking, oh, maybe this is it for me. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm done with Rotary. I was starting to think about what other organisations I could start volunteering with. But actually, I then went to my first Rotary International Convention in Toronto. That's 2018. And went to a few sessions at, I think it was particularly at the, the Rotary Act pre-convention, a few sessions about transitioning to Rotary. And I was like, oh, maybe I can, maybe I could make the transition. And it was just a little bit of encouragement and advice about how to start having conversations with Rotary clubs about what would make their clubs more accessible to me and to other people in my sort of generation. I took that on board and, and as soon as I got back, I had a chat with the president of my sponsor Rotary Club and I had a chat with the district governor and I was just like, what's happening? What's happening in, our, in this club and in our district about trying to engage young people in Rotary? And, and the ball just got rolling from there, for me anyway. Um, my Rotary Club has made a lot of a lot of changes over the last few years and I'm not saying that's because of my conversation with them they were already they were already um on the right path and so what were and some of those change what do some of those changes look like things like it's kind of lots of little things that really add up but things like you know they used to be a, a, have weekly meetings now they're fortnightly they really took on board feedback about cost of meetings the cost to attend and, and membership fees as well they try to keep them as low as possible they have a pretty good gender balance in the club as well. So they are focusing on trying to 
increase diversity within their club. They're really active in the projects that they do. They're not the kind of club that just writes a check and hands it over. Though they do, they do support projects like that as well. They do like to actually get involved with hands-on projects as well, which was important to me. Yeah, there's been lots of little things and it's an ongoing conversation and the fact that they're open to having the conversation is, is really great. Yeah, and I think there's lots of Rotary clubs out there and, and Rotaractors who hopefully, as things change in the Rotaract space, become more open to more collaborations so that more Rotaractors do transition at some point into Rotary so that we can mm. all continue in the organisation, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And our, our Rotaract Club and our Rotary Club are, have a really good connection where we do try to do joint projects and joint meetings um, wherever we can. So, mm, yeah, definitely. I think that's the goal. You know, we're, we, after Barry Rasson's year where it was so much pro-Rotaract and let's get everyone excited and moving to, to see that progression continue, I think has been something that I've been really excited about. And to know that the, the clubs in Adelaide are, actively seeking that out is a really great credit to the Rotaract clubs and to the Rotary clubs. Yeah, definitely. And there are a few clubs in Adelaide that are certainly um, have made a lot of progress in the way they are, including people from, from the community in their clubs. And I think it's, it's a credit to not just the Rotary International and the messages they're putting out there, but the people at the grassroots level that are having those conversations and pushing pushing the boundaries a little bit, I guess, against what has been the norm for so long and starting to think more strategically about how how we keep our clubs and our organisation strong. Yeah, definitely. Segwaying perfectly into new experiences, Ryla Oceania, tell me what that is and how you got involved. Oh, sure. Uh, Ryla Oceania um, is a... Pro, I don't know, the best way to describe it is like an advanced Rila. For anyone that's done Rila, it's like advanced Rila. So if you've done Rila before and you are around the age of 25 to 35, I think that there's some flexibility there, you can apply to do Rila Oceania. And this program is the inaugural program that I'm involved with. And it's like Rila 2.0. Like it's just next level. You, you start off with your one-week Ryler experience that that's the traditional Ryler experience that many of us would be used to but that in Ryler Oceania is just the beginning so it kicks off a 12-month program where we engage in different leadership curriculums so every every month or so we'll have an online program an online webinar of sorts that we on a different topic um, we also have a I think the most exciting part for me is the community project that we get involved with so each of us got assigned to one of six different projects to work on, part of a small team, and uh, we've been working away on those um, throughout the year, as well as working on some personal development, I guess, as well, in terms of goal setting and looking at mentoring opportunities and that kind of thing. And so why did you decide to sign up for the inaugural year? Yeah, I think it was just timing for me. It just was perfect because... I only a couple of years before that I had finished up with any sort of role or responsibility with the local RILA program and after you've done RILA at that level I was a team leader a coordinator training coordinator for quite a few years and you're obviously always focusing on the participant experience 
for, for me after having a couple of years away and this opportunity for Rila Oceania came up to be a participant again, I was like, oh, that would be nice like, to, to be able to just sit in and not know what's coming and, and just take it all in and, and focus on myself and my own development. And it came at a time when in my professional career, I'd been in the role that I was in for about three years and looking for that next level of development. So I think all, it all just kind of aligned for me at the right time. So yeah, put my application in and thankfully was selected. And yeah, it's going, going really well. It sounds incredible. And I, in my experience, lots of people who attend Ryla say, oh, I would love to do it again. I'd go yeah. back next year and go back again and again. So, you know, to be able to, I guess, take some time and then reassess what you hope to get out of life and all of those kinds of things in a different way. Sounds like a remarkable yeah. opportunity. I mean, when you do your first Ryler, often people are either perhaps still studying or they're very early in their careers, whereas the Ryler Oceania program is really targeted at people that are a little bit more established in their careers. They have an idea of the field that they want to work in and they're really looking to push towards that next step of or that next level of leadership or development in their in their chosen careers and and how that can translate to the community work that they're doing as well it's a great it's a great opportunity if anyone's interested and we will definitely put some links in the podcast um, and I guess a big part about Rotaract that for me I guess separates it from Rotary in my current life is the professional development and personal development opportunities that arise in, in a Rotaract space. What excites you about Rotaract? Great question. Rotaract for me is such a, such an amazing opportunity to practice, practice whatever you, whatever it is that you want to get out of it, whether it's networking, meeting new people, making connections with community groups or your professional development skills, learning how to work in a team or even leading a team. There's such an opportunity to do that. And I found that I think you can get both. Yeah, I think you can get that from Rotaract and Rotary. But because Rotaract is where I started, that's the thing that gave me, built my confidence to be able to do these kinds of things so that now that I am in the in the workforce and I'm in Rotary I have that level of confidence to develop myself further and and ask for those opportunities. Definitely and hopefully we've got lots of Rotaractors listening in all stages of their Rotaract career. What advice do you have for for Rotaractors? It's really interesting you say like there's Rotaractors in all stages of their career and there's probably Rotaractors in all stages of their Rotaract career if that's a thing (laughs) whether they're brand new to Rotaract or they've been in Rotaract for a while and something that's been popping up for me lately is to make sure we're listening to our new members listening to their ideas as well as you know the the uh, experience of people who've been around for a bit longer when people when new people come in into an organization they come in with fresh eyes and if we uh, include them in the conversation and allow them that opportunity to voice their opinions and and ideas, then they'll give us stuff that we haven't thought of. And it's probably possibly even stuff that's so obvious, but because we've been, when you've been in a place for a long time, you, you get indoctrinated and you can forget um, or overlook things. So really nurture those new new people that are coming into the organisation 
listen to them and you know learn from each other let let them for the experienced members let them learn from you about the the experience that you've gained from Rotaract as well I think that that is perfect advice you know we we say that we're always looking for new members but we can have all the new members in the world but if we don't support them and encourage them and you know listen to them then they won't be new members for very long they'll be they'll be past members yeah exactly exactly so it's all about inclusion I mean that's what I do for a job is work in diversity and inclusion so I'm all about how do we make sure that people feel included valued and welcome in in our environment so taking that time to to get to know people and giving them the opportunity to have their say is so important and can sometimes get overlooked I love that. And thank you so much for chatting to Chats by Rotaract Australia. I think the the message that we should be listening to other people is absolutely accurate. And if anyone has exciting things or people that they think that we should be chatting to as part of the Rotaract podcast, please get in touch with us. We would love to be chatting to as many people doing cool things right across Australia as we possibly can. So please get in touch. And thank you again, Katie, for having a chat to us. And we hope to see you again. We hope you are listening to us again soon. All right. Night, Katie. Thanks for having me. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to Chats by Roadrack Australia on your favourite podcasting channel and like, share and comment on the RA socials.